Joining us now is a man who probably has never judged a bikini contest. No. Uh, and that is Adam Pohl, play-by-play voice of your Bowie Bay Sox. How are you, Adam? Hey, hey I don't know. I'm just my resume. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, I've got many talents. Adam. I'm, I'm sure you do. Let me, let, me, <laughs> let me ask you something real quick. Uh, last night, uh, there was a uh, pretty pro- impressive pitching performance uh, out of uh, out of the uh, Bruce Zimmerman, and uh, yeah. he, he winds up striking out 11. But he also, I mean, we were all kind of debating in the press box, Jim Henneman, myself, Steve Molesky, saying, well, he only went, what, five and two-thirds, I think it was, last night? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so what was the deal with that? Well, he kind of he, he kind of uh, ran us. It was a dominant start through five innings. I mean, it was unbelievable, and he was around sixty pitches. And then in the sixth inning, he, he started uh, having some command issues and basically fought through uh, a thirty pitch sixth inning. So that, ah, that's okay. what happened. But uh, but I'm telling you, for, for the first five innings, it was the best start for a Bay Sox pitcher and- all year. I mean, he he was really he's got you know he throws a, above a slider and a curveball. Uh, but his changeup looked great last night. Uh, his fastball has gained some velocity. He was exclusively a two-seam fastball thrower last year, and the Orioles, uh, as have been talked about many times, you know, you're seeing everybody now start to throw a four-seam fastball. So uh, his velocity was great last night. He was throwing 93, 90, touching 94 miles an hour, uh, and and that's much more than we saw from Zimmerman last year when he was more of a, a guy that was right around 90 or 91. So a really exciting start, and he's a, he's a guy from Baltimore. So this is a, yeah. it, it could be a great story, and, uh, boy, he's a left-hander that's had a great start to the year. And he, uh, he was picked up in the Kevin Gosman darren O'Day trade right. to the Atlanta Braves, and Zimmerman was among the return along with Evan Phillips. And another shortstop, a young shortstop, I think. Yeah, and and spells his name like Jordan Zimmerman with the two ends at the end. <laughs> That's right. Just, That's right. You, you can't I believe how many times That's right. uh, that his nameplate has been wrong or, or, you know, like a baseball card or things like that. So. Right. So, now, Preston Palmero hit a grand slam last night, correct? Yeah, God, it was great to see him. I mean, yeah. he, he has really, really struggled. Teams have just worked him away. Uh, the overshift has been on him the entire season, and and he's looked a little bit lost at the plate. So uh, it was great to see because, uh, obviously, it was kind of a bizarre inning. The sixth inning, uh, Zimmerman kind of lost command and walked a few guys in the top of the inning, and then the same thing happened to the bottom of the inning. And Richmond walked in two guys with the bases loaded with two outs to make it from one to three nothing, and then Palmero hit a grand slam. So it was, it was quite a moment, and, and hopefully it sparks him a little bit because – the, the toughest jump in the minor leagues is from high A to double A. Right. And um, and obviously it's been a, a big jump for, for Palmero. So uh, what you want to do is, is see him gain his footing here and not have to go back to Frederick. Right. To, to put that into perspective, the guy who had appeared to be on the super fast track to Baltimore in the Oriole organization was outfielder Ryan McKenney. Uh, right. Based on what he did last year, McKenna, uh, based on what he did last year at two levels of play. But this year, not so much. He's really struggling. He's hitting just 205. Right. You know, McKenna has not been able to do what he has done at the single A level at double A yet. Now, he's only 22 years old. That's two years 
below the average age of a ball player. And I think with McKenna, in, in talking to the coaching staff, it, it, it's a lot of the mental part of the game. You know, I, as a hitter, a lot of times you just see ball, hit ball, and things like that. And and he's he's going to have to grow uh, that that maturity at the plate to be able to make adjustments even in at bats. Uh, to know how guys are trying to work him. So um, I, the thing that's hurt McKenna is that he's had a little bit too much swing and miss at the fastball. Um, I, one of the interesting things about him, though, he's a really, really good bunter. So he plays the small ball game very well. He walks a lot. So if he can get it going, uh, he, he really is uh, a fun player to watch. He's an outstanding defensive center fielder. Um, so I wouldn't give up on him yet, but uh, but obviously – you know, one of the things that's interesting is that McKenna uh, played extremely well as well in the Arizona Fall League yes, last year. But when you think yeah. about the pitchers that go to the Fall League, uh, it's it's almost never double-A starting pitchers, even single-A starters. It's relievers or pitchers that were injured and need to throw more innings. So um, it, it's a little bit almost more of a high-A level as far as pitching. Uh, and um, it, so he's got to take that step. We're talking to Adam Pohl, play-by-play voice of the Bowie Bay Sox, Stan the Fan, Craig Heist. This is the Batter Round. If you've tuned in, you're listening to us from the Live Casino Hotel Studios, and please like our show and share it if you're watching on Facebook Live. Yeah, I mean, let me ask you uh, something. I, I mean, obviously, we've all, we've all been enamored with what's going on uh, in Delmarva uh, right. with, with that that record and and some of the guys that are having some bang up years down there, but uh, overall, what is it about this Bowie Bay Sox team uh, that's the most impressive for you right now in this early part of the season? Other than the play by play voice of the team. Well, yeah. Besides that, because we, we we know that's as solid as it gets. And the play by play voice's daughter. I've, well, there you go. That, yeah. That's what it is. Obviously, the Bay Sox have had a very rough start. Yeah. This, season. this has been a great week for Bowie, but you know, you're still looking at a team that uh, that uh, that has the worst record in the Eastern League right now. But but really, the the, the thing is that the, the team has really struggled offensively, and I feel that system wide there is more of a depth in starting pitching uh, than uh, than I have seen. This is my 13th year with an Orioles. Affiliate. I've been a real fan my whole life. So uh, th- this is there's just so many intriguing guys, Craig, uh, to follow. I mean, it's almost every night. You know, four of the five starters for the Bay Sox are Hunter Harvey, a former first round pick; Zach Lowther, a second round pick; Alex Wells, former minor league pitcher of the year in the Orioles system, and then uh, also then of course Bruce Zimmerman. So you've got four big time, you know, big prospects. Uh, that are looked upon as guys that could start in Baltimore down the road, that are four of the five right now in the Bay Sox rotation. And and then you think about it, you've got Dean Kramer that just came back and made his first start in Frederick. So how, Kramer, how did he do? I was gonna soon. I was gonna ask you, how did he do? Are you aware of how he pitched at Frederick? Well, he threw three and two thirds shutout innings. He had high strikeout numbers. The thing with Kramer, sometimes his because of that, he can be a guy. He, he's a guy kind of like Keegan Aiken. And Zach Lowther, where it just doesn't seem like guys see his fastball very well. He has a lot of foul balls off of his fastball, and he had a 27 pitch second inning in his start in Frederick. So he only went three and two thirds innings. So he got up around 80 pitches in in essence four innings of work. Uh, but but Kramer's going to be in Bowie very soon, and then a guy that could be up to Norfolk shortly. And um, and then of course there's guys in Frederick 
like Cody Sedlock, that's had a bounce back year, the former first-round pick. And Michael Bauman, of all the pitchers, um, Zimmerman and Bauman, Zimmerman, of course, and Bowie that we just talked about prior, Bauman is a former Orioles third-round pick uh, that is in Frederick. Those are the ones that have had the biggest jump in stuff. Uh, uh, from, from reading things, Bauman looks like he's put a few extra kicks on that fastball to be more of a power pitcher. He's striking out a ton of guys. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's going to be in Bowie. Uh, in Bowie down the road as well, so, Let, or in the very near future. So, uh, and you're seeing it too, Blaine Knight from Delmarva going up sure. to Frederick. So I could go on and on, but but the starting pitching is exciting. Let me ask you though about the the most still the most enigmatic, enigmatic and electrifying name is Hunter Harvey. Uh, right. I know I looked about three weeks ago, and the ERA was like in the low sevens, I think, or high one, sixes. One and two right now with a 478 yeah, ERA. He's dropped that ERA mm-hmm. close to yeah, two runs. And and nine walks, 27 strikeouts yeah. in uh, 26 and a third inning. How is the stuff with Hunter Harvey? And if he had another three or four dominant starts and healthy, could he be on the track to Norfolk? It's a good question. Uh, I think it's possible. I think that I, my guess, though, is that Harvey's going to be a movie a little bit longer, and that's nothing against Harvey. Mm-hmm. But they don't want to push him too far and too fast when he has not really pitched much in the last three or four years. And I think that that loss of development time is, is the biggest thing that stands out right now because Harvey is uh, a guy that's still throwing in the mid-'90s, and, uh, and he's got a really good curveball. Um, but the question is, Obviously, can he put together a long stretch? So look at his last three starts. Uh, two of them, he is not allowed a run, right? And then the other one, he went two and two-thirds innings and allowed six runs, three and gave up three home runs. So for Harvey, a big thing they're working on him with, actually, to be honest, is staying on top of the baseball. It's something that, that it's almost like finishing your pitches. At, at times, his, his hand placement is almost on the side of the baseball, and he can really start leaving the ball up. And at that time, his fastball, even though it's 94, 95, you know, it's very hittable. And, um, and I think that that's going to be something to really watch down the road. They want him to be healthy, uh, but there's not really a major innings limit, per se, on him. Um, he's pitching just like any other pitcher. And they want him to go every fifth day, and, and, and he, he needs the experience. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's in double-A almost the entire season. Well, That's just a speculation. Okay. And um, and he could be a guy that could really make a big jump next year. Last year, last time out, his longest stint of the season, six innings, uh, allowed only uh, one walk on five strikeouts, did not allow an earned run. And Stan, that's where you say you were talking about an ERA that was like in the mid sevens. Yeah, uh, right. Well, that that made his ERA come down from six twenty to four seventy eight. Okay. That yeah, last he start. retired fifteen in a row in yeah. that start, so he really got on a roll. We're talking with Adam Pohl, play-by-play voice of the Bowie Bay Sox. Adam, one name we haven't discussed is a bullpen arm that was picked up in the um, in the uh, Manning Machado trade, and that is Zach Pop, who I know is on the IL right now. Uh, yeah. His ERA, though, was 0.84, and his whip was 1.03, 10 and two-thirds innings, uh, 11 Ks, and only uh, seven hits allowed, no home runs allowed. How dominant can he be, and what's the prognosis on getting off the IL? 
you know, I, I don't know exactly what is wrong with him. I, I think it's similar to what happened in spring training when his velocity was down, and I think they saw a dip in velocity in his last two outings or three outings of the Bay Sox, so they wanted to shut him down for a week or two. Okay. And I wouldn't be surprised if he hit somewhere else to, to throw. You know, he's starting to ramp things back up okay. now. One of the things with injuries in the minor leagues is that uh, the majority of times when a player gets injured, they actually go down to Florida and they rehab it in their in Sarasota. Right. But when a guy is, is going to come back very shortly, they just stay with the team. And Pop has just stayed uh, with the Bay Sox here in this last week uh, or 10 days uh, of being uh, on the uh, so-called, you know, on the injured list. So uh, the, the thing is that he obviously is not, uh, I thought in his first few outings, he looked like he did have that fastball in the mid-90s, but he's basically almost like a right-handed Zach Brennan, to be honest. I mean, he gets unbelievable run on his two-team sinking fastball, and then he throws a slider. So he's more of a ground ball pitcher than a strikeout pitcher, but boy, does his stuff move. And, and especially late last year, he was electric. To me, he's a guy that could move quickly. I know he's pretty young. Mm-hmm. He was only drafted in 2017 uh, by the Dodgers, but boy, uh, when you've got a guy that's a hard thrower and just a two-pitch guy that's just going to go out and just get after you for an inning, uh, you know, he, he's not the kind of guy that needs to be in the minor leagues as long as uh, as a long-term starting pitcher where you're trying to build up innings. So it wouldn't be a surprise to me. I mean, if Pop uh, is right physically, if he would be in Baltimore this year. All right, let's uh, let's move real quick before we let you go. And we're talking mm-hmm. to uh, Adam Pohl, play-by-play voice of the Bowie Bay Sox. Two offensive players also on the I.L., is the much-touted Yuzniel uh, Diaz picked up in the Manny Machado trade, seen by most as the most important player out of the deal. So far, I think it would be fair to say that he's been a fairly decent disappointment uh, in his development. You know, what he needs to do is just um, he, he needs to show the tools that he possesses more often because he, he's kind of a wow tools guy. You know, when he hits a home run, oh my goodness! I mean, he, you know, he he's got some big time pop. Uh, he's got uh, a great arm. Uh, he plays with a little bit of that Cuban flair. That's exciting. Excuse me, but he is. You know, he's the guy that that uh, I think I talked about this before. But you know, when Tree Mancini was in Bowie in 2015 and early in 16, and and then I'll give it to Austin Hayes as well. When Austin Hayes came up to the Bay Sox in 2017 and then late last year. I mean, you're talking about guys that are consistently hitting the ball 105 miles an hour. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the exit velocities, I mean, they are just, they're, they're hitting ropes uh, constantly. It, it, you know, one, two, three times a night. And with Diaz, you know, you'd see it, and then, you know, you look down two or three days later, and he's, you know, two for nine, and he's got an infield hit, and that one line drive shot, he, he just, it has to be more consistent. He's not hitting the ball off the barrel of the bat enough. The good thing is that he's still young. You know, he made it to double A at the age of 20, and he got an enormous signing bonus. He actually has the biggest signing bonus for a player in Bay Sox history, albeit the Orioles did not give it to him. And the, the thing is, you kind of expect a guy like that, uh, to be ahead of the game and a very fast riser. So he has kind of plateaued a little bit at the double-A level. And um, it's going to be interesting to see. He came out of the game a few weeks ago running the bases. Yeah, so he came up a little bit lame trying to go first to third on a single. And uh, he has been down in Florida. Uh, right. So hopefully he'll be able to, to return in the next week or two. 
And, uh, and obviously there's some urgency. You know, you're in a new organization. Last year in AA, he hit better than 300 in Tulsa and then came to the Orioles and hit, you know, in the 230s. And he's been hitting right kind of around that 230 level again this year, albeit early and in a lineup that nobody was hitting in when All he right. was in it. So right, one hopefully la- this can spark him a little bit. All right, one last player also picked up in that trade. He's mm-hmm. uh, And you've clued me in that the age shouldn't be that big a consideration. Ryland Bannon is, what, 24 and at Bowie? And he's having, unlike uh, – Preston Palmero, Ryan McKinney, who are both a little younger, I think, but he's right. having a really nice year. He's a fun player to watch. I'm telling you, you know, like uh, last year defensively, it stood out right away. You know, the first game he played, it was like, whoa, look at this guy's range. So he's a second baseman and a third baseman. He's got a pretty good arm, and he's not a big guy at all. So he's he's one of those guys where you realize that baseball. You don't have to be a giant to be a baseball player. You know, he's probably five foot nine, five ten, but he's got a good arm. He's got great pop at the plate. Uh, last year, he batted with a very wide open stance. Um, I'm trying to think of the uh, Tony Batista. Do you remember Tony Batista? Sure. That crazy stance he had. You know, he was almost yep. left with almost out of the box. Bannon had a stance like that, and he would swing his left leg in straight up like huge leg kick and come down. Well, And he struggled in double-A with Bowie last year in 30 games. So he ends up uh, uh, this offseason basically becoming a pretty uh, general straight-ahead hitter with a lot with without much pre-pitch movement. Uh, worked a lot with Jeff Manto, the Orioles minor league hitting coordinator on that. And he's hitting better than 300 at Bowie. Uh, he leads the Eastern League in doubles. What's his, uh, so, what's his upside in 30 seconds? In 30 seconds, you know, I think that uh, I think he could be uh, another kind of Stevie Wilkerson type of player. Okay. You know, where where he's a guy that can probably hit 250, 260 in the major league. He's got more power than Wilkerson, uh, but he can play multiple positions. So, so, so he's going to give the Orioles a lot of uh, viability and really flexibility going forward. All right. We really appreciate your coming on, Adam. Always informative. Uh, how's the baby? Three months old now? <laughs> This is four and a half months old. Four and a half months old. So, What's her name? Yeah, Alexandra. She is really photogenic, I got to tell you. <laughs> all right, stay well. We'll talk Thank to you, you down guys. the road a little bit. All right? All righty. Thank you so much. See all you guys. Right. All right, there he goes, Adam Paul.